Full 10 Yards Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome in to the Full 10 Yards, where every yard counts. I hope you're all enjoying this lovely sunshine we're having at the moment. I'm one of your hosts, Tim, and I'm questionable today with a potential broken finger from American football on Sunday, but I'm going to tough it out for you boys because that's what we do. Uh, <laughs> since, since we last spoke, Liverpool, of course, failed to win the Premier League uh, and Aaron Rodgers failed to, to out. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Nice. No, I'm laughing along. I love it. <laughs> yeah, since we last spoke, Liverpool failed. I'll repeat that again. Failed to win the Premier League. And Aaron Rodgers... Aaron Rodgers... So I instruct you again so we can say it again. <sighs> since we last spoke, Liverpool failed to win the Premier League. And Aaron Rodgers failed to run away from Dragonfire in King's Landing. But we have a big show in front of us here today. Here is what our series looks like. First down, news and notes, of course, where we take a look at everything around the NFL uh, second down, fancy implications of the most recent NFL draft, including what the hell do we do with the Washington Redskins? Uh, third down is the quiz where Simon from the Collapsing Pocket, uh, Pocket podcast tries to supplant Adam Morford, our resident tipster at the top of the leaderboard. And finally, on fourth down, ladies and gentlemen, big news regarding the Full 10 Yards podcast, uh, including the competition and just a, a rundown of all the things that are going to be going on. Bless welcome the boys into the backfield. Lee, who's shown his commitment by podcasting rather than watching the pivotal game in the playoffs, but I think uh, off air, Lee, you said that you're going to be watching it on mute, so maybe scratch that sentence. Um, yeah, you're going to keep yeah. one eye on the scoreline, but you're here. You're here in spirit. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm here and <laughs> also game directly. Yeah. I've got you guys minimised, and then I've got the game on my laptop right in front of me. I'm literally watching it um, and recording at the same time. Leads, of, of you course. Know, we're, we're not- we all dual screen on a Sunday, don't we? So, you know, it's just the same as that. Maybe. Um, yeah, obviously Leeds trying to make it to the promised land of the Premier League where, Rob, your team, Norwich City, are already there so you can sit back and relax and watch it all summer. Yeah, I was just about to say, I was going to enjoy watching my team and the players, but we don't need the playoffs because we went up as champions. Right. So, uh, yeah, no. Um, all the best, Lee, for tonight, um, for the for the podcast, not for Lee, Leeds. Um, <laughs> no, it's, uh, it'll be a good watch, I'm sure. But yeah. um, I know I'd rather be, and that's to be with, with my two buddies talking NFL. That's it, yeah. <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt Lee will uh, provide us with some live score updates as, uh, as the game goes on, so we won't uh, maybe try and keep him too long. But uh, also joining us today, uh, writer for Writer Baller, friend of the podcast Rich King welcome you back uh, did, hopefully you got out of that traffic jam in Maidenhead I did yeah yeah eventually yeah eventually lovely stuff okay before we start today's drive ladies and gentlemen remember that we're in the midst of our pick it apart series uh, series of articles looking back at every first round pick of the NFL draft today was Devin Bush which was sent out by Lee uh, so go and check that out there over on the website uh, you may also notice some changes uh, happening on the website as well so just uh, Watch out for that over the next couple of days. We're, we're rejigging and making it uh, a slick operation. Uh, don't forget, you can also sign up to our Telegram service where you can get all your articles and podcasts sent directly to you. You can find that on our uh, Twitter at Full10Yards in, uh, in the profile description there. And, of course, we tweet that out as well. So go and sign up for that. Uh, we're also doing, in the midst of the uni bracket voting for each team. We're, I think we're up to Green Bay. Um, Rich, did you, did you vote for the, the Green Bay one? Uh, I didn't. No. Ah, shocking! Oh, shocking! shocking. <laughs> what's your What's your favourite Green Bay jersey? Um, I just quite like I quite like what we've got now. If I'm being honest, like the green you one. Don't, yeah, a green one. Yeah. Fair enough. Obviously, obviously. I think, I think that was ahead. I think that, it, last time I looked, I think that was the leading candidate. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the Dallas one. I think the Dallas one's just voted, actually, and I don't think I'm going to be a very happy bunny, but never mind, we'll get to that. But yeah, we're going to be going through all 32 teams, get a uni a uni going, and then the bracket can commence. Um, but I think that's pretty much all the housekeeping we need to do. If you want to get us on Twitter, I'm at, t- uh, at full 10 yards obviously is the podcast uh, Twitter handle, at Tim underscore Monk 85 is myself, at FFBritBaller for Rob. Lee is at Wakefield90, and Rich is at RichKingFF. Is that correct? That is correct. Booyah, we're in. It's going to be a good podcast today, lads. I'm on it. I'm on the game. I'm on the game. Broken finger, but on the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably off going, still off going off adrenaline, but never mind. I've had two nuts, two donuts today as well, so it's probably a sugar sugar overdose. But uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> with that being said, what, then let, we'll go on. Sorry. What type of donut? Come on, we have to get into this now. They say, yeah. Uh, what was it? It was just a just a raspberry raspberry yeah, jam. Yeah, yeah, raspberry jam. Can't go wrong. Can't go correct wrong. Correct answer. Correct yeah. answer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There Whoever has custard in jam in uh, jam donuts, whoever has custard <laughs> in donuts needs to get out of my life because yeah. I'm not having it. Yeah. My wife likes them. I'm like, really? Custard. Like seriously, come on. There's nothing but jam in a donut, surely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's one way forward. Yeah. Trust me, I'm fat. I can talk. I know my donuts. <laughs> All right. Leave, leave me out of this. I, I, I know, I know my answer. Yeah. No, I agree. No custard. No custard in donuts, people. No custards in donuts. Right. Okay, lads. Let's uh, let's start this drive this time. Let's go first down. First down. Okay. First down. News and notes all around the NFL. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is doubtful for the start of the season after suffering third degree burns and possibly on death whilst on vacation in King's Landing. Uh, <laughs> after run. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, we start off in Broncos country. Flacco, uh, seemingly he's going to be getting all the first team reps uh, and won't me- uh, mentor Drew Locke, the draft pick from the uh, draft a couple of weeks ago. Where, where do you guys stand, Leave start with you, where do you guys stand on um, whether you know the QB should be mentoring like rookies? and Because and, obviously there's other other storylines similar around in the NFL in, in, in depth charts, but you know, is, are they there to just win games? So you know, if, you, if you're Joe, Joe Flacco, I know he said it in... Uh, in in Baltimore as well, that he wasn't going to to mentor Lamar Jackson. I mean, there's two different styles there for a start, so we won't get into that. But you know, uh, is is Flacco there? Should, should he be just there to to win games, or should he have a responsibility as the the QB one to to pass the baton over and you know bestow some knowledge to to people like Drew Locke, you know, third round pick? Um, I get. I guess it depends. It depends on a few things. It depends on a like the age of the quarterback. Obviously, Flacco's probably still got a few years left in his mind, so he doesn't want to be sort of mentoring someone to take over from him, in his mind at least, uh, you know, immediately. Um, it depends on um, the standing of that quarterback, like the, the senior quarterback within the franchise. Obviously, Joe Flacco's just coming in on, I believe, a one-year deal. He's not got any sort of past relationship with Denver, so in his mind, he's going to be there just to win games and, and keep his job and, and win Denver as many games as possible. But obviously, if you're a bit more, if you're, say, like Tom Brady or Philip Rivers, um, you know, these these two teams have drafted quarterbacks this year. I think these two guys who've got, you know, the franchise is sort of a part of their makeup as people and have played a big part of their career. You know, you probably have a bit more responsibility to, you know, nurture the next next one up. Mm. So it, it depends. I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all thing. Um, I'm not surprised that Flacco isn't going to, um, and taught Drew Lock, to be honest with you, um, for the reasons I've just said, and also like you said, that the fact that he, um, you know, didn't mentor Lamar at all in Baltimore. Mm. Uh, but I find it a bit disappointing if I was a if I was a Broncos fan, to be honest with you, because like you say, even though Lamar and uh, Joe Flacco aren't similar players, they can still mentor each other. Or, or met, you can sorry, 
he can mentor them out on how to be a professional, how to conduct himself off the field, and you know just bestow some experience on him. So yeah, I'd find it a bit of a negative if he I was a head coach or a fan. But yeah, yeah. just trying to do original question. I think it's uh, it depends. Yeah, and Rob, obviously, uh, you know, last year Sam Darnold was and, and uh, Josh McCown obviously had, a, should we say, a closer relationship than probably uh, Joe Flacco uh, will do with with Drew Locke. But where where, where do you stand? So if if uh, you know, a couple of years from now when Andrew Luck's getting on and you know on his way out and a new QB comes in, would you expect him to be mentoring the, the incumbent? Yeah, I think he will. I think it's all about personalities, and I think Joe Flacco's got. Well, I think he's an idiot. I don't like him at all. Um, I'm just going to put it out there. I've never liked Joe Flacco. I just think he's a miserable goat. Um, but, you know, it's, it, I'm not surprised. He didn't, like you said, he didn't want to mentor Lamar Jackson. He doesn't want to mentor Drew Locke. He's just kind of like, well, he doesn't care for the fr- for the future of any franchise. He's just in it for himself. Uh, yeah, no, I can see I can see where he's coming from. He, he needs to win games. He wants to win games for Denver. And he wants to put all, his, all, all of his, you know, Effort, thought into that and effort into that but um yeah poor play i think because I, I think you know when you're a veteran in this in that league at such a big position you've won a super bowl you've got plenty to bestow on on the young lads coming up you, you do it i mean i'd do it and i think andrew luck will do it as you said and, and tom brady and all that but yeah i don't know you suck flacco mm. <laughs> yeah, and as I say, Rich. Uh, obviously, teams employ quarterback coaches, which is obviously their main job to get to get them to get them ready. But you know, say say you're Daniel Jones now, and you, you've you've gone to OTAs and you've got Eli Manning there. Surely you should be expecting, I suppose, is the right words. You know, some help on mentality and regime, and you know how to. I know, I know. You know, one shoe doesn't fit all in terms of preparation and. You know, um, how one QB will, will prepare for one game is not is not necessarily going to fit another one. But what would if you're Daniel Jones, what are you expecting out of Eli Manning? Yeah, I mean, I guess for me that the situation with the Giants and the Broncos are a bit different because you got Eli, who's basically been, you know, he he couldn't be any safer if he really tried. To be honest, they might as well <laughs> rename it the New York Mannings. Um, <laughs> Joe, yeah, Joe, Joe Flacco's come in from being ousted from Baltimore where you know he had some success I mean if if I was a young young quarterback then I, I would kind of want some kind of um some some kind of a, a steer and I think I think actually when you get talking about Josh McCown it's, it's kind of like that's almost like the perfect QB to ment to mentor a young guy because he knows that he's not necessarily like a long-term starter he kind of knows what the deal is same with Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah. really good at mentoring young players because he knows he's only going to be around there for a year or two and then he's off to the next. Yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree. I, say, I, I think I agree where, Lee, obviously you're saying about it depends on the on the situation. I think that, that that's that's totally right as well. It depends on where the, the the current QB or the QB1 that's going to be passing the baton over. It depends where they are in their career and, and how they feel. So I, you know, I also agree. I don't expect someone like Joe Flacco, who you know does, does seem as, as stubborn, um, as, as as they go, uh, not to not to do that to Drew Lock, but um, yeah, obviously it just depends on uh, where where you are and who who you are, I suppose. So I thought it was just quite interesting. Obviously, we're in you know the middle of May where news is slow and it's, these these kind of things are going to get blown up. So it's, you know it's not a big rift, but it's it's just a good um, kind of culture. It, it kind of represents the culture, I suppose, at the club as well, each of the franchises as well. So that's uh, in, interesting. Um, talking of, uh, I don't even know what segue I was going to go for there, so I'm just going to move on. <laughs> I had to, I had one, and then I had to, I had a segue, and then it just died. Uh, anyway, moving on. Gerald McCoy uh, contract issues. I, 
interesting one this one obviously tweeting out about him not being happy the the media questioning his commitment by not going to OTAs uh, do we do we see Gerald McCoy we spoke the, you spoke about this off air uh, Rob about maybe the Colts throwing some free agency money uh, at him but uh, do we see Gerald McCoy leaving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Lee? Uh, well there was trade talks before the draft wasn't there so it's definitely a potential I definitely see that they could do that obviously they've got Vita Vea uh, there and yeah, I don't see why not, to be honest with you. Um, not that Vita is the same top player, but, you know, they've just drafted a younger player on the yeah. defensive line in the central, mm. centre yeah. of that defensive line. But, uh, yeah, no, I think it could happen. I think uh, some people want to chuck a fourth, fifth round pick at him and uh, Tampa will probably take it, to be honest. Yeah, and Rob, obviously you say that you would welcome him with open arms. Yeah, well, I think we, we had, me and Rich had a discussion. Um, I said that, you know, I was a bit disappointed that Indy didn't did draft a defensive tackle. Um Gerald McCoy's there, and as Rich pointed out, Ndama Kansu is still available. Uh, so I think he'd probably, um, for me at the moment, with his experience, is probably number one available. Um, Gerald McCoy, he's still got three more seasons on his contract, albeit none of it's guaranteed. Um, but yeah, if, he, if he's you know talking about leaving and, and all this sort of stuff, then maybe it is best. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I did have a quick quick browse about who could potentially be the suitors for Gerald McCoy. There's a lot of talk about Cleveland um, and a, a couple of murmurs about the Eagles as well being a good fit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's sort of one, one way traffic for, for Cleveland being in the driving seat wanting um, Gerald McCoy. So, uh, so yeah, ice peeled. Mm, I yeah, love it. Love it, Rob. Love it. Love your work. Um, move, we move over company to... Man. My company man. <laughs> we move over to Seattle with a couple of ins and outs. We'll talk about the in one first. Ziggy Ansar comes over from the Detroit Lions to beef up that pass rush. Uh, but unfortunately, the sad news of Doug Baldwin, undrafted free agent out of Stanford. Um, obviously, he's going to... It seems as though he's... From his social media posts that he's hinting at retirement. I don't know if that's actually been confirmed yet, but uh, from, from Doug Baldwin's point of view, Rich, uh, would, would have been a hard but an easy decision, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so a guy perennially underrated in the NFL and fantasy, uh, but the writing was on the wall last season. Yeah, I mean, just quickly, I'm, like, I'm not a massive fan because I'm a, a right. Packers fan and I just Get can't off. ever really forgive him. Get off this podcast. Um, but but <laughs> we'll move on from that. I mean, I, I always think it's sad if it if a player's decision to leave the game isn't actually in their hands, if I'm making sense. Yeah. So obviously he's been basically told medically, nah, it's not a good idea for you. So... I feel for him, and he's you know he's always been somewhat successful in Seattle with um with Russell. So yeah, it's it's a sad one, but I mean, I think maybe the writing was on the wall with how he struggled last year with injury, and then the team drafting DK yeah. Metcalf as well. I think yeah, know, just writing was on the wall a little bit with that one. Yeah, I mean Lee again that. Uh, Rich hit the nail on the head there. You know, in the draft, they I think they already knew anyway because they drafted three wide receivers. You had a, a, a Sewer, Metcalf, and, and Gary Jennings. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, they, they probably knew something before the draft, like you say. And and yeah, unfortunately, yeah, the writing's on the wall and Doug Bobbin is uh, going to have to retire. Uh, it's, a, it's sad to see him go because obviously he's a, he's a really good receiver. Um, he's, I can't remember if I was saying this before the draft about, about players who sort of win between the ears rather than just with physicality. And Doug Bobbin's always one of those players great route runner very clever player obviously studies quite a lot and we need more players like that in the league rather than just these big beasts I know that I'm a big Metcalf fan and kind of contradict myself with saying that but um, yeah no it's sad to see the ball go definitely yeah and and Rob, um, talk talk of Tyler Lockett moving over to to the slot to obviously have DK Metcalf and Jennings and Nasua uh, on the outside as well would, would do you like that fancy? 
Uh, yeah, I don't hate it. Um, I think um, obviously Lockett is now the uh, the veteran there. So uh, and Russell Wilson, they, they proved last year that they had a, a really good chemistry. Um, he's probably going to be the most productive receiver there, I would say. Uh, but I think it does open up things with DK as well. I, I, I like the fit uh, in Seattle. I think Russell Wilson now, after signing this massive contract, has got to prove he's worth it. Uh, and I think he will. I, I think they're going to improve on last year. Um, and yeah, I think, I think Lockett will be a nice pickup uh, sort of in the, in the well, mid-round, I guess. Yeah, and I say that, that probably is a, with all the wide receivers being drafted there, that segues us quite nicely into second down. Just before we do that, uh, Philadelphia have a new QB1 in Cody Kessler. Just kidding. I uh, hope not. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, let's move on to uh, second down. Second down. Okay, yeah. So before the podcast, I sent out some uh, some some interesting uh, play, uh, some interesting teams where you know the NFL draft has maybe changed the landscape there a little bit, and maybe just try and break that down a little bit and 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 help people people that are maybe doing rookie drafts now, or in some cases, some people are doing redraft already. Uh, you can never get enough of the draft, can you? Maybe in, in best ball as well, I suppose. Uh, I suppose the logical place to start is Kyler Murray. Um, obviously, a lot a lot of change here on this on this offense. Um, so we'll pass it around. Rob, start with you. Uh, Kyler Murray obviously drafted number one, uh, number one overall, uh, but you know it's going to be a different system. It's going to be you know statistically rookie QBs don't really kill it, do they? So you have to wonder really how tasty the pie is here for fantasy. Uh, you could call him Kyler Murray, but that's awful. Um, yeah, Eric, new, new 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 QB, new head coach, new system. Uh, all the signs point to uh, caution in terms of fantasy football. But you know, the Aerie system does involve a lot of wide receivers, which the the Cardinals do have now. Um, what what did what did you make What do you make of fantasy wise for for Arizona with, from the draft? I, I think in general, this this improves a, a lot of the pieces in Arizona, uh, and and then with that goes a good season for Kyler Murray. I, I, the one thing that worries me the most is the O line. We, we know that they haven't got a very good O line. We know they didn't do have a lot in the in the draft um, and free agency to improve that. Um, but having said that, I really like the fact that Murray is a, a running quarterback. So obviously for fantasy purposes, uh, that's a big tick. Um, that means he's going to open up the run game for David Johnson somewhat because last year he was just absolutely stuffed because everyone knew that they were going to go through David Johnson. Um, and I also think that it's 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 beneficial um, in general for the, the Cardinals receivers because they did draft Hakeem Butler and Andy Isabella. Um, what does this mean for Christian Kirk? I still think he's in for a good season. I think he's going to be the wide receiver. Well, I think they're going to start to phase out Larry Fitzgerald, as you said, a new system, um, new staff, new quarterback. There's a hell of a lot of new things happening there. And I wonder if this is just the, the time where Larry Fitzgerald becomes the, the guy who does the mentoring, as we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald fits that mold. And I wonder if he's just going to sit there and do the mentoring, mentor these new wide receivers into it. Uh, it's going to be a learning process this mm-hmm. year. Um, but I do have Kyler Murray down as a pretty good season. I think he's going to be in and around a three and a half thousand yard passing um, and over 500 yards rushing. Mm. That's, that's, that's good for fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. And Lee, moving on to maybe the, the pass catching side of things, that you know, Rob touched upon it there. 
yeah, the air raid system does help. Uh, you know, a lot of wide receiver sets with loads mm. of wide receivers on the field. But you know, you've got Christian Kirk there, who is, is you know he's moving into his second year. You've got the drafting of, of Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, like Rob said, uh, and then obviously you've got uh, Larry Fitzgerald, the uh, f- the future Hall of Famer. In, in terms of the air raid system, is it is it a case of Cliff making it easy and just giving uh, you know Kyler Murray a, a one or a two two reads on it and then taking off? Um, you know. Is, is it a case of that someone will get to this top of the of the of this wide receiver chart, or do we do we think it one week it's going to be one person and another week it's going to be another? Yeah, no, I think it's definitely going to be shared between the four that we've just mentioned, um, and then you know as the, as things always go through the seasons, always people that pop up and have good weeks here and there. Uh, but yeah, no, I think you know there's going to be a lot of three and four wide receiver sets from um, Arizona with Murray out of the shotgun almost exclusively, and then David Johnson obviously in the backfield. And then, uh, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're talking about maybe Christian Kirk or whoever dropping off the death chart, or not the death chart, but obviously of the touches and, uh, you know, putting up numbers. But I think it's bad news for the tight ends. I think they're going to be shunned to the side. So if you've got Ricky Seals-Jones in your fantasy yeah. team, you might want to get rid of him. Because yeah. I think with um, what I've seen from watching the draft and things like that, uh, Kirk, uh, not Kirk, um, Cliff Kingsbury's offense, I think it's a lot of three and four wide receiver sets going vertical a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, tight ends are going to be pretty much redundant, I'd say. But, yeah, it's uh, it's good news for all the wide receivers. Yeah, I think I think Charles Clay's over there as well. I think he signed in the offseason. Um, so, yeah, again, not, not great for him. But, uh, Rich, um, one thing I, I do like from from the NFL draft here for, for Arizona is you know, in, in terms of the system and, and the personnel there, I really like David Johnson this year. Yeah, I mean, I think... Whenever you have a running quarterback, it always helps. Always, always helps the uh, the running backs because you can't you can't just stack the box. Really, you have to keep a spy. Um, I think adding Isabella and Butler. I think on the outsides, you know, yeah, they didn't improve the O line, but it, well, they did in, in in places. So it's not a massive upgrade, but it is somewhat of an upgrade. And as we as we as you mentioned. Uh, Kyler Murray, he he's really good with his legs, and more importantly, he actually knows when to go down and when to not just try and get that extra yeah. yard, yeah. which I think is going to massively help him with his um, with you know with, with being injury free for the season. Mm. All right, we'll do we'll do a quick round table then. So, uh, of the wide receivers, and you can include David Johnson, uh, Rob. We'll start with you. Which which receiver has the most receptions? Uh, I have just looking at my stat sheet. Most receptions. I have Christian Kirk at sixty-two receptions this season. Lee, uh, I like Andy Isabella. Mm-hmm. Rich, I've got. I actually got Christian Kirk with uh, sixty-six receptions. So really close to Rob's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's draft board all over again, Lee, isn't it? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Okay. Let's move over to uh, Baltimore. Uh, obviously, the uh, a wasteland for wide receivers over the past couple of years. Well, not not necessarily last couple of years, but yeah, um, not not uh, a great landing spot really for um, who are Mars Boykin and, and Marquise Brown. Although some people do like them, um, Baltimore. Uh, are, are they there to keep the defenses honest, the wide receivers that they've drafted, or you know we've hearing rumours of Lamar Jackson improving in his accuracy and being able to step forward uh, this season? Do, do do we buy into that, or is this still just going to be a, a hell of a run-heavy uh, team like, like like last season, Rob? Um, I'm going to let the other two guys talk about this first, just because I've got a sneaky feeling I am going to be contradicting them. All right, Lee, we we'll start. We we'll go with you. Yeah, I think Baltimore are going to run the ball a lot. Um, I think they're going to 
try and give Lamar some easy throws. I think they're going to try and sort of make him more of a throwing quarterback rather than just being this, you know, pseudo running back that we saw last year. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think they're going to still be quite run heavy. Um, so yeah, no, I think the, I mean, Lamar does have he has arm strength, but he doesn't have a great deal of accuracy over long distances. So, you know, if we're looking at Marquise Brown, I don't know how much you're going to invest in him. Um, so you know, same for Miles Boykin to to a lesser degree, really. But um, yeah, no, I think it's going to be more balanced than last year, but definitely more more favoured towards the run. Rich, are you buying are you buying uh, Marquise Brown at all in redraft? Um, I don't really like buying wide receivers that are rookies, uh, regardless of unless they come into an absolute wonder of a of an opportunity. So I'm kind of interested to hear what Rob's going to say, but I'm just going to drop my my two cents in here now. So I actually think that the the Baltimore Ravens they have to start passing more because teams they don't really have to be as fearful of the Baltimore Ravens defense as they were last season, and I don't think that as a result that Baltimore will be able to just drain clock um so i think they're gonna have to pass now does that mean that lamar jackson takes a massive step forward Mm, probably not i mean i've i I don't think he's gonna become a brilliant pocket pass all of a sudden he's still gonna be a russian quarterback i think i think if i was if i was gonna say it's it's gonna be kind of a can you and light i would say like a poor man's it's kind of it's kind of what I think he'll end up being. Yeah, uh, yeah. And let's not forget, say this Baltimore team is not really equipped to to come from behind. Um, number one in rush attempts last year with 354, second in yardage, 2,541, uh, third in, in rushing TDs as well. And that's obviously off the, on the back of their their scintillating running rushing yards after their their buy last year. Um, five or seven games over 200 yards rushing. I mean that that can service two running backs, but unfortunately. Uh, for running back buyers, uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be one of those. But Rob, give it, bestow us your contradictory uh, opinion. Well, I'm buying into the to the rumours that Lamar Jackson has got better with his accuracy. Uh, I think the the supporting cast for him has has improved considerably. Um, don't forget. Willie Sneed last year did have 95 targets for 62 receptions, 651 yards, which wasn't half bad considering Crabtree fell off a tree. Uh, Crabtree fell off a tree. Hey. Crabtree uh, fell off a cliff. Um, and there wasn't really many other options for Lamar Jackson to be experimenting. Um, this time around, they've drafted a couple of wide receivers. They've got a better running game. They've got a, a guy who's who's competent pass catcher as well um, out of the backfield in Mark Ingram. Um, so I think that the supporting cast around him has got better, which I think naturally he's going to get better. Now, the one thing I will say about Marquise Brown, I was listening to a podcast the other day um, and the, the fantasy doctor was on it. And he did say that the injury that Marquise Brown sustained that, that meant he didn't turn up for the combine typically takes six to nine months to recover. So there is a big chance that Marquise Brown might actually miss time this season or might not be 100% for the majority of the season. So there's some big question marks surrounding Marquise Brown at the moment, which then leads me into my favourite player, as we all know from the draft, um, (laughs) who I was gutted, but Miles Boykin. This is uh, one of the wide receivers to look out for because he is not being drafted in your fantasy leagues. I guarantee you he's not being... Probably quite second, late second, third round in dynasty leagues in 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 rookie drafts. Yeah, yeah. Miles Boykin is an all round wide receiver. He he has got the potential to be the guy and take advantage of Lamar Jackson in quotations getting better this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like it. There's my heat. I didn't think anyone else would agree with me, but there you go. 
No, no, no. So I, I think as well, it's, it's worth noting that obviously last season Joe Flacco was was the uh, the QB one. I think this off season it'd be a, bit, a lot more settled for him. It'd be more focused on him and what he can do as a yeah, as a runner and, and a passer as well. So that, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that they'll they'll focus on what he he needs to improve on as a passer. And I think just the 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 whole. Uh, camp and training camp with all the wide receivers to build the chemistry up. Was, you know, he, he didn't come into after the bye last season, and he was. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come in like that, you never really know when you're going to come into the season. You know, he was projected not to even start a game, but obviously Joe Flacco um, crumbled as a as, as a statue that he is. But uh, I just I just want to touch on the backfield. Obviously, I, I mentioned those yards uh, and those attempts there that last season. What, what are we are we thinking as a group then collectively that those numbers are going to be roughly the same? You know, three hundred, you know, three hundred and fifty attempts, you know, two, two and a half thousand rushing yards, and, and loads of loads of rushing TDs as well. Are we are we thinking that that's all going to go to Mark Ingram, Rich, and um, and, Lamar, and Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I mean, I, I've got I've got Lamar Jackson having about twenty five percent of the rushing attempts. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ingram having around about forty five percent of them on the season. Um, so I'd say the majority of them goes to those two, but yeah, you, you, you've still got Kenneth Dixon, who just seems like he cannot die. Yeah. Um, the, the you know, what the kid does, he could burn down a building and still probably get a contract extension. So, <laughs> um, I don't know what he needs to do to, to be let out, but I, I assume that they're, they're going to be putting some his way as well. Mm. Yeah. I've got a nice one. Uh, Rich Re- Rebar, uh, at Law Reeves on Twitter, and a decent stat. Lamar Jackson handled 130 design runs last year. Uh, the most for QB over the, over the past 10 years, um, which is, you know, Cam Newton is number two, three and four with 109, 103 and 93. So it just shows you obviously, uh, the amount of design runs that Lamar Jackson is, is, is going to at least probably replicate next season because uh, he only played half a season last year and he still had 130 uh, design runs. But uh, yeah, Lee, Lee, you obviously running quarterbacks are the cheat code of, of fantasy football at the moment, really, until unless the commissioners obviously change the scoring system. But uh, are you a Lamar, ja- Lamar Jackson fan for fantasy next year? Yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I think, you know, like Rob said, he is going to improve. He is going to improve with his accuracy and, you know, his quarterback play rather than his sort of running back play, if you will. Um, so yeah, no, I like him. He's going to improve. He's a good quarterback. He's a good athlete. Obviously, everyone knows. And um, you know, Baltimore's offense is going to have those wrinkles in it. That means he's even though people know it's coming, you know, they're not going to be able to stop it. It's one of those things. He's that much of an electric athlete. Mm. Uh, just to touch on the running back stable there, I think just one one person who we sort of neglected to mention there was Justice Hill having yeah. my draft hat on. Uh, obviously, always going to go for a rookie. Um, but yeah, I think he's he's a good receiver out the backfield, and he should uh, dovetail with Mike Ingram quite nicely. I know they've got Gus Edwards and other people back there, and they cycle through all those running backs, yeah, you know, like nobody else. But um, yeah, no, I really like Justice Hill for a sort of sneaky deep deep dive, maybe. Yeah, and just a further stat as well from Rich was eighty one point one percent of Jackson's rushing yardage came on those design runs as well, uh, averaged seven point three yards per scramble. Uh, as opposed to 4.3 per the designed run. Um, I think that pretty, mu- that pretty much covers it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think, I can't see Justice Hill being being drafted in redraft leagues. Obviously, this is obviously he's more of a, um, a, a deeper stash for, for Dynasty. But considering the numbers that are available there, you know, you could quite easily, especially in best ball, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, last round fly, you take Justice Hill because he'll be the type that maybe will have one or two games. And again, you know, the forgotten man, Gus Edwards. I know there's a lot of mouths to feed there, but with the, the size of the pie that's in that Baltimore backfield, um, Rob, you, you, can, you can only take a, a punt on, on one or two of them. 
yeah, and between those four, it's. I mean, who are you going to pick for the second one? I, Justice Hill, as, as Lee mentioned, uh, Gus Edwards is, is still there. I, I personally have got Gus Edwards. I think he's going to be the the second running back there. Um, around about 120 carries, maybe 500 odd, 550 yards. Um, so they're the, the three main hitters for me, Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards in the running game. But as Rich pointed out, you can't dismiss Kenneth Dixon because he's, he's, he's never going to, to die in that, in that offense. Um, and, and Justice Hill being the rookie, it's unclear what, what his role is going to be. Um, but yeah, Mark Ingram is the clear out and out. I think he's going to go out for over a thousand yards uh, this year, personally, um, with, with Gus Edwards in tow um, and Lamar Jackson. Well, you know, the world's his oyster at running. Um, potentially seven, eight hundred yards is, is the potential um, ceiling for him there. Yeah. Okay. We shall move on to backfield. But just before we move on to another backfield, Lee, what's the uh, score update? Uh, Leeds are winning 1 0. So, yeah. yeah, all going well so far. I managed to contain it when we scored. Just yeah. about. I think I banged on the table, so you might hear a bang about <laughs> 15 minutes ago. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's have a go at uh, Oakland then. So, Josh Jacobs, uh, interesting one in terms of fancy drafts. You know, where does he go? You, you're kind of getting an Oakland discount a little bit because, let's face it, he can be a, he's a three down th- a three down back. Um, if he goes in, you know, let's say 10 team league or 12 team league in the third rounds, uh, Rich, are you buying or selling? Um, in redraft, yeah. I I don't mind that at all. I mean, if, if he's going in the third round, then I am most likely picking him up as my second running back. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you, I think he might even go later, depending on how he gets on in camp, how the reports are. Because yeah. don't forget, obviously, I know you've got Doug Martin there, but um, you know he was with the team last year, and while Josh Jacobs is a good player. Is he up to the workload? That's the biggest question. So he might actually even fall further than that. Mm. So, yeah, I wouldn't be unhappy with him, but I think I think I'd probably be looking for a different option mm. in the third round. Interesting, Rob. I suppose if if you are someone that is in the back end of the first round, so you've missed out on those top six, you know, the six elite RBs. Uh, you know, obviously, this is a team that's lost Isaiah Carell. Is, is this a guy that you'll be targeting late, late in the third rounds, early fourths? Because I, I mean, I've seen him go quite a lot. I know things will change over the over the coming months, but if you if you're picking up wide receiver, wide receiver, Josh Jacobs as your as your RB one, like do you like that or not? Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, in, the, in the mock drafts I've been doing, 10-man leagues, uh, he's been going early fourth round. Right. Uh, I'm completely happy with that. Uh, everyone knows that I, I was a big fan of, of, of Jacobs as, as a recruit um, coming into um, into the NFL. Um, with, with As you, as you mentioned, the, the injury uh, to... Um, oh, God, you just said his name. I can't remember it. Isaac Corral. Isaiah Crowell, thank you. With the injury to Isaiah Crowell, it opens it all up for him. Uh, yes, Doug Martin was there last year. Yes, he got 723 yards. He's not going to get that share this year with Josh Jacobs there. Uh, interestingly for me, uh, going on last year's figures, uh, Oakland rushed uh, 1,628 yards. Uh, their, I think their 10-year average is around about that as well. So you've got 1,600 yards uh, on the ground up for up for. Um, up for keeps. Um, Derek Carr doesn't run the ball. They mm. they don't use wide receivers to run the ball. Uh, Doug Martin's not going to have a bigger role. Uh, Jaden Rashad isn't. You know he's he hasn't really eclipsed more than I think three hundred yards in his career over a season. De- De- um, DeAndre Washington hasn't done anything since he's been there. There could be 
eight to 1,000 yards for Josh Jacobs to claim this year. And I think he's got the skill set to do it. Now, the argument against Josh Jacobs, uh, as my, my best friend Marcus, who is listening to this, he did say, say to me, it was a good point as well. He said that he comes from Alabama. He's come from the best school with one of the best O-lines. And he didn't have that much work there to prove himself. But... That, for me, is a good thing because you've got a guy coming in, a talented guy coming in from college with not many miles on his legs. So, you know, this guy could be a bit more fresher than everyone else coming through. And yes, he was at Alabama. Yes, he did have an O-line, which was incredible in college. Um, but, you know, I think he can translate that. I think he can do well this year. I think he is going to be a top, top um maybe a top 10 running back as a ceiling. Um, and yeah, at, at fourth round, I'm, I'm more than happy to take him. If if I go wide receiver, wide receiver in the first couple of rounds, then Josh Jacobs is going to be there for me uh, and he's got plenty of upside in that offence. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think the re-signing of Doug Martin there, I think you can... I, I was actually surprised at his stats last season. Uh, he had a few decent games. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think you can drop Chris Warren from your fancy drafts. Uh, and Jalen Rashard is just passing down back anyway. He had decent reception um, totals over the last couple of years as well. But yeah, Lynch <clears throat> Lynch is vacating 15 attempts uh, per game that he had in these six games last year before injury. Uh, and Doug Martin totaled 172 attempts in total. So there, there is a decent pie to, to eat there. I know we keep using pies. I, I don't actually like pies personally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but there we go yeah I, I think someone that could potentially be a three down back have have all that potential of, of yardage and touchdowns available to him yep. in, a, in an offense that is a, is a hell of a lot better um, someone at the end of the third and the early fourth I actually think he'll creep up a little bit and be a mid third to early third round pick because I think people will cotton on but uh, you heard it here first folks um, take Josh Jacobs um, if you are wide receiver, wide receiver, or even wide receiver tight end in the first two rounds of your drafts. Uh, let's move over then to some more running back uh, situations. I've got three game, uh, three guys' names here, um, so I just want to see which ones you, you prefer. Uh, you've got Miles Sanders, obviously the Philadelphia running back, Darrell Henderson, the, the guy over in uh, LA uh, with the Rams, and uh, De- Devin, Mo- Devin Montgomery. What's Montgomery's first name? I've forgotten. David. David, David. that's it. I knew it was D. Uh, David Montgomery, uh, obviously replacing Jordan Howard over there in Chicago. Uh, Rob, all in a similar situation. Which one Which one are you having in, in Dynasty uh, and which one has the most relevance or chance for redraft success in year one? David Montgomery, next question. <laughs> for both, uh, for both, yeah? Yeah, everything. Yeah. Uh, David Montgomery, for me, I have him slated out... Um, for 200 plus rushes this year um, for, for for Chicago. If he can clip four yards a carry, uh, that's sort of upwards of 850, uh, 850 rushing yards. So yeah, I'm all aboard for David Montgomery. He's taken over from Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard gets a bad rap from what he did, from yeah. what happened in Chicago, but he was actually pretty good. He's pretty he effective. And if David Montgomery is coming in for like for like, for like running back, um, Tariq Cohen, you would assume it's got to be the more of a pass catching back, uh, which is his strength. So David Montgomery could be the ball runner here. 225 rushes, 896 yards is what I've got him down as, and eight rushing touchdowns. That's pretty good in fantasy, um, and I would be more than happy to have him as my RB2 this year. Interesting. Lee, do you agree? Yeah, no, I like David Montgomery a lot. Um, I think he's probably the one to do me draft. Um, I would add a little bit of wrinkle into that of uh, Darrell Henderson, obviously in LA. Um, obviously, if you're keeping your eye on Todd Gurley's knees, then he might be your dynasty shout, depending on how much you read into that. Maybe a little stash, and then 
see if he gets some good touches in LA. But no, I think David Montgomery's in the best situation now. And obviously, if Todd Gurley holds up, I'd agree with Rob that David Montgomery's sort of you, you number one out of those three moving forward. Interesting. Rich? I, in Dynasty, I'm probably going for Henderson because I'm not probably as high as Rob is on David Montgomery, especially for this year. Um, I think one thing you have to bear in mind is Mitch does run the ball. So past past two seasons, he's had around about 15% of the rushing share from, from the backfield. Uh, you've obviously got Tariq Cohen there as well. Who, like Let's say that's another 20. That's 30% of all of the all of the rushes gone. Um, I'm going to give Mike Davis... Uh, I think he probably gets some usage this year because of the contract that they gave him. Now, I know the counterpoint is that they didn't necessarily know they were going to get David Montgomery in the draft, but even if you say you're going to give him... 10 15%, it doesn't leave a massive part of the pie for David Montgomery to get that the number of carries up. Um, that being said, he he probably has the best shot for this season in terms of value. But I, th- I think the way that I'm looking at it is that he's coming in as a almost a like for like for Jordan Howard. Mm. So if you look at it last year, they had Benny Cunningham, uh, who did have some work that might be a Mike Davis role. Mike Davis probably going to have a bit more than for Benny Cunningham, I'll give you that. But if you look at the last three years of Jordan Howard, 252 rushes, 276 rushes, 250 rushes. So, you know, minimum of 250. And then year one was 1,313 yards. Year two, 1,122 yards. And year three, 935 yards. So if it is a like-for-like, there is a lot for him to be to get his to get his teeth around. If it's a like-for-like, that's my, that's my point. You, yeah, a lot sure. of those seasons are under John Fox, not under Matt Nagy. Absolutely, sure. Um, that's, and that's, so that's... That's kind of where I am with it. I just I, I think if he does get workload and if you know coming out of camp they're saying that Mike Davis maybe isn't gonna get that much work, then I would I would tend to agree with you because if you give a guy that many carries then he's gonna be fancy relevant. Um I just don't know if I necessarily see it at this point. Mm. That's fair enough enough. Can, to... I, go yeah, can go I just jump in with something on Mike Davis? Yeah. Obviously that that was made signing wise before the draft happened and I think Partly, that, I know they gave him a decent contract and everything like that, but I think part of the reason for his signing was just a draft tactic from Chicago to say that, like, you know, we don't have to draft a running back now. So they, they didn't have to, you know, you don't want to go into a draft saying, right, in the first two or three rounds, I know that Chicago didn't, didn't have all those picks in those rounds, but, you know, what I'm trying to say, um, to say that, right, we have to draft a running back. We have to go to this position. Teams do this to not box themselves in. So I think Davis was maybe just a bit of an insurance policy in some regards, you know. And they've got David Montgomery, who's, you know, obviously younger, fresher. Uh, you know, Mike Davis is, doesn't really, although he's a decent player, he doesn't really hold a great deal of. You know, he's not not a big name. Let's say that. So I don't well, he's think only rushed, he's only rushed for more than two hundred and forty yards once, and that was last well, season. Well, exactly, exactly, exactly. So that's what I mean. So he doesn't exactly hold this. Oh my God, you can't you can't cut Mike Davis. There's no there's no one who's going to be saying that if we come to you know August and Chicago cut Mike Davis, no one's going to be. No, no one's going to be too yeah, bothered. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm not saying that. And I think you know part of the, part of the strength for David Montgomery's case is the fact that Chicago didn't have that many picks and they opted to trade up and give out some of those picks mm-hmm. to get him. So I understand what you're saying. I just I'm not saying that Mike Davis is going to be a you know he's going to be a decent 
running back and fantasy relevant. I think that Mike Davis's role cuts into the fantasy relevance of Dave Montgomery. If I make sure. it, I think becomes more of a committee as a result. Yeah, potentially. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, I'm just sort of, sort of giving more colour to the Mike Davis situation. Yeah. And I'll, I'll add a bit more colour to Miles Sanders, obviously, with Jordan Howland's new teammate over in Philadelphia. Um, could quite could quite easily start week one uh, for Philadelphia. I know they, they tend to, Doug Pedersen and the boys over there in uh, Philly tend to go by committee. But I, 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 I can see a scenario where Miles Sanders just kind of wipes the floor of all of them and they, they kind of just shed a load of them. And, you know, half of them don't even see the field, like Josh Adams, Wendell Stump, Smallwood, and, you know, Corey Clement might still get a few bits in the in the red zone. But, uh, yeah, I, I can certainly see uh, Miles Sanders being being a week one starter over there in Philly. So don't, uh, don't necessarily sleep on him. Be interested to see what the, the training camp stuff is out of there. Uh, again, just be wary of some of the coaches speak as well. Um, pay attention mm. to maybe the preseason <laughs> games there in that one. Um, oh, big one, big one to unpick here. Washington, by God. Um, we we'll start off with with wide receivers, um, with with wide receivers and even running backs. You know, it's all, it's all, all, all about what's the, what's 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 that what's that exhale for? <laughs> Leeds have just conceded stupid goal. Sorry, pardon my French. <laughs> yeah, I mean Washington wide receivers. It's all about volume, isn't it? Um, same with running backs. Opportunity volume uh, for receivers. But Washington, you know, you've got rookie QB there. Um, if not that, you've definitely got a new QB to the system. Because uh, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm just going to discount Colt McCoy. So um, Jay Gruden again, not known for his high octane offenses. Um, the offensive yardage in his ten years, you know, he's finished in 28th, 16th, 3rd, 17th, and 13th. Uh, and the total points finishes being 29th, 16th, 12th, 10th, and 26th. Uh, all Kirk Cousins as well, by the way. So that you know, generally that doesn't really translate to, to fancy points. And, you know, they've never been a team that have been plush with quarterbacks, maybe except in, to, in terms of Kirk Cousins. But here's, here's a stat for you. Uh, in terms of yardage, uh, only one year in their history have they had a passer for over 4,200 yards in their history, and that's 88 years. Um, wow. So there's there's a good stat for you. Um, but again, like I say, the, the pie here is not not awfully big, and it doesn't really taste very good either. But um, you know, added into that, in, in terms of the wide receivers, you've got uh, a depth chart, so much uncertainty. You've got no QB chemistry to try and go on. You know, you've got Josh Doxson, who who's the main receiver, who you know Jay Gruden come out and said he expects it to crush it this season, and you know, the, the, but they're not picking up, up his options, so that's uh, I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Uh, Jordan Reed never healthy. Jameson Crowder's gone out the door. Vernon Davis is fifty six, which is unconfirmed. Uh, and then you've obviously got a guy Trey Quinn uh, last year who, who flashed a little bit as well. So, adding into that mix as well, you've got third round draft pick Terry McLaurin and Kelvin Harmon, who I think it's fair to say fell like a cement block in the ocean in the in the draft. But uh, Rob, we'll start we'll start with you. Your thoughts on on this mess at wide receiver for for Washington because they're going to be cheap uh, and you know there's going to be drafts where you're sitting in the ninth or tenth round, ninth or tenth round, and they're all still there. Yeah, it's it's so difficult. I, I'm currently doing my my first initial uh, season rankings at the moment, and I'm kind of glad that Washington are last for me because I do it alphabetical order. Um, I don't know how or where and when I'm going to be statting out Washington because it's just so much of a mess. I really want to wait until the OTAs are over, till pre-season, until training camp comes in to see what direction they're going in because, as you mentioned, all them players, that there's no certainty. There could be one of three quarterbacks at the moment. Um, there could be there's so many wide receivers there. Oh, my days. And I'm looking at the depth chart now. And even at running back, obviously, Darius Geist, I'm not sure, you know, about his injury, whether he's back, Adrian Peterson, uh, Chris Thompson's there. They've just uh, drafted Bryce Love. They've still got Shamaj P. Ryan as well. So there's so many pieces in that offense. But the one thing I will say is their defense 
is looking better and better. They've obviously got Landon Collins, uh, Josh Norman, and, and up front as well, Jonathan Allen, Jerome Payne. Uh, they've just drafted uh, Montez Sweat. Ruben Foster's come in from San Francisco. Ryan Kerrigan's a, a good linebacker. So defensively, they've, they've got a pretty good team, which for me, uh, trans- I'll get to my point in a minute, uh, <laughs> translates into they will be able to give the offense plenty of time on the field. So it's a case of I'm going to be waiting it out to, to see what happens in training camp. Um, I'm going to be more clearer for the Washington Redskins as the preseason develops. Uh, for now, my initial reactions is I'm interested in Trey Quinn. Uh, he impressed me a little bit last year. I think he's got a lot to offer. I'm certainly not interested in Josh Doxon. He can go, you know, retire to the CFL is for all concerned because he's had plenty of opportunity to move mountains in the offense and he has not done so. Um, so yeah, a bit of a gray, uh, gray cloud for me at the moment. It uh, will become clearer the closer we get to the, uh, to the season. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of mouths to feed at the moment. Yeah. And Rich, I suppose at this point, obviously uh, Trey Queen is someone I've kind of given my eye on as well. Uh, and I'm quite happy to take Kelvin Harmon at the price. Uh, in dynasty as well because he's you'd say like dropping like a stone but you know obviously one of the one of the unwritten rules in fantasy is you know you don't really want pieces of bad teams is, is that the, the case here you're going to just going to stay clear or is there any particular piece that you want yeah i don't really want any of it if i'm being, if yeah. I'm being totally honest yeah. i think um yeah i don't know who the running back is i don't know who the wide receiver is going to be and the only, the only thing i do know is probably that jordan reed's going to be the tight end if he's fit if he's fit <laughs> yeah exactly um Exactly. So I'm not really 100 percent sure where where I'm going to go. I mean, at, at the moment, I have so I've I've done my initial kind of stat of everything, but this is literally just guesswork at this stage. So I've got Darius Geis being the the lead back, um, but again, I t- this was before I kind of heard more about his injury. Oh. I've got Case Keenan being the starting quarterback, but I think that's going to switch mid season. Um, yeah, I don't really know if there's any any real part of this. I mean, John Reed is the, probably the only guy who's going to have fantasy relevance this season. And that's mm. just, that just speaks more to the state of tight end than anything else. Yeah. I mean, yeah, certainly I, I think it's a case here for all, all school positions. It's going to be a, a more, you know, more patches than a windows seven update, isn't it? But um, <laughs> yeah, even, yeah, quarter, even if you've decided who the quarterback is and again, you, you just can't, because they're both new to the system and new to the team, you can't, you can't then establish, you know, connections to certain wide receivers. You know, tight ends are usually quite safe because they're the go-to, uh, the go-to, the hot read, if, if you like, as well. But Lee, we, we'll talk about the running backs at the moment. Um, obviously, Darius Geis there tore his ACL last season before the season started, so he missed all of last season. Uh, drafted Bryce Love and obviously Adrian Peterson as well. Um, he came in and, and did quite well actually, considering age and uh, the injuries that, he, that he's had. Is it just a case where all, all three of these running backs are going to patch together and make a good running back season, but not necessarily one one sticking out? Yeah, but I mean, Washington generally have good running game. Jay Gruden's uh, scheme for running backs is great. They you know, got, oh, I can't remember how many yards Adrian Peterson got last year, but he got a lot. Over a thousand. Um, so, I, you know, yeah, exactly. And that's how old is he now? He's mid-30s, isn't he? So, you know, you, you trust him in the scheme more than the player, I would say. Uh, I think it's set up for Darius Geis when he comes back. Um, you know, maybe he's not coming back too quickly from his ACL. Maybe he's a bit behind the timeline, but he will come back at some point. I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah. I love Darius Geis coming out of LSU, uh, the draft before this one just gone, um, and I think he'll he'll be the number one. You know, in, in short time, I would say. I don't think you know if he may if he maybe doesn't start the season as the number one running back, he'll he'll certainly be there quite soon. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Bryce Love and Chris Thompson battling out for the the third down work. I would say. 
Yeah, I, I think in, a, in an ideal world from a Washington standpoint, I think how, how it would play out is, you know, Adrian Peterson can do the first uh, first month or so to, to let, you know, Darius Geis get fully healed up and, and, and good to go. Because I, I don't, I think the money they've given to Adrian Peterson says to me that Darius Geis is not going to be ready week one, uh, especially 100%. So um, I think, what you know, Peterson might break down. You know, he, had, he had some sinkers um, in some weeks last season, Peterson, where, you know, they kind of gave him too much. Uh, but you know he had seven games of over ninety scrimmage yards, and you know, I think seven of those, uh, five of those were over hundred yards uh, as well. So uh, I think Adrian Peterson break down and you know sprinkled in with that would be uh, Bryce Love and, and Chris Thompson as well, and then Darius Geis will come in, take over maybe, and have a, have a decent end to the season as well. So if you're if you're a, a shrewdy for, for fantasy, maybe that's just something to to wire up, maybe try and get Geis at the start of the season or and, and sell Adrian Peterson after like a couple of weeks or something when he. Uh, oh, oh. I've been grabbing Peterson in the the very last round of yeah. most of my mock drafts. Yeah. Um, he's he's still widely available, and he could be the starter in week one. So yeah. um, that for me is a worthy pickup with yeah. your last pick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just before we move on to there's a couple other things I just wanted to touch on before we move on to the quiz. Do you know what other on, on pro football uh, pro football reference uh, they give the nicknames of of people? Adrian Peterson has two now. Obviously, we all know all day. Does anyone have a guess at the second one? No, no, idea. No? No, 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 purple Jesus. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, well, so yeah, I just told you. No, I, <laughs> as, soon as, you, as soon as you said purple, I was like, Jesus. I remembered it from, I think they mentioned it in the league. Which is obviously where I get all of my fantasy football knowledge from. There you go. Very, yeah, very, very good website. Um, okay. Hashtag Team Taco. <laughs> A um, couple of things I just wanted to touch on is I didn't put these on the rundown, but the Tampa Bay backfield was quite an interesting one because obviously the, uh, the, they didn't draft in that area. Uh, Peyton Barber obviously rid- ridiculed going into last season. Ronald Jones wasn't even on, on the team sheet some weeks. Um, it's, it's, it's easy to see why when you try and watch him catch passes. It's like watching um, Cat Slater trying to get a date in Albert Square. But uh, Bruce Arians has brought over some Arizona people, uh, Cohen Williams and the other one, uh, Andre Ellington was, was is, is the other one. Uh, Robert Kevin Williams has been released already. Oh, is he? Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, it's with 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 what's gone on there in the you know or lack of activity in the draft. Uh, Rob, is it is it a trip to the barbers again? Uh, potentially, I, I want to believe that Ronald Jones is going to be a thing. I really do. Um, I, I hope he is as well. I mean, what is he? Was he a second round draft pick or third round something like that? I think he's. Um, he, he's he's obviously got potential. Uh, yeah, I want to. I want to believe in it. I want to believe that Ronald Jones is going to have a breakout year, and everyone's going to turn around and say that was the Ronald Jones from last year. <laughs> um, so I want to believe it. Uh, at the moment, again, I haven't quite got to tamper with my stats, so uh, so I haven't projected anything just yet. I'm going to have to do a little bit more diving. I think. Yeah, Lee. Obviously, in, our, in our, one of our density leagues last season, I traded you James White for Doug Baldwin and uh, Ronald Jones. That didn't really work out too well. Did it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. I guess I won that. That was great. You, you won that one, but Ronald Jones, future Hall of Famer. Uh, Rich, uh, Tampa Bay backfield. What, what say you? I I think Ronald Jones would actually be a thing this season. I think the the biggest the biggest improvement that they made on the offense was actually improving the defense. Mm. So picking up Devin White, you know uh, Murphy Bunting, Jamal Dean, Mike Mike Edwards. I mean they they went really all out on defense. I mean they're one, two, three, four. First five picks were all defense, and and in all in all honesty, they needed it, yeah. and that was part of the issue that they had in Tampa was yeah they were behind in games, and so they had to just you know rely on Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jameis Winston to you know use that arm to get them out of it. I think Ronald Jones 
I think Ronald Jones will ultimately be a thing because he's he's talented enough to be a second round pick, and that was just last year. A, a player cannot be that different to to the talent they had, and I think Bruce Arians is the type of guy who's going to put an arm around him and say, you know, you you are a guy, um, and get get the best out of him. Mm. Hashtag Team Rojo. Team Rojo, indeed. Um, okay, just before we again, last one, tight ends. It wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't get through some tight ends. But yeah, I heard a stat on the five-yard rush, actually. Shout out to you, boys. Um, I think only five tight ends in the last 30 years have been picked in the top 10. So I thought that was quite an interesting stat there. But I just want to get your thoughts. We'll just do a quick roundtable because we're moving on a little bit uh, for time. Um, t- the tight end that's going to score the most fantasy points in redraft this season. Rob, go. No fant. Lee? Are we just talking rookie? Or are we talking like rookie? Everyone rookie. Oh rookie. Oh yeah, no fan definitely. Rich, I want to be different, but I have to just be in agreement. No fan. I mean, it, I, I can't see how it's not. He's he's not. Hawkinson's too much of a decent tight end. If I'm making sense, like yeah. he's too good at blocking. Mm, yeah, yeah. And in Denver, they've got that guy uh, Joe Flacco who loves his tight end. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've got it fairly similar um, for yards, but uh, I've got Noah Fant down for a, a few more touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, Hawkinson, uh, Detroit, and Stafford are all wasteland for tight end, aren't they? Just look at Eric Ebron. Uh, another couple of uh, uh, tight ends, Jay Sternberger. I think he'll be a year behind Jimmy G, or he might, might transition at some point this year, but don't think it'll be fancy relevant, uh, and maybe until the latter stages, if not next year. And then Irv Smith, obviously, interesting situation with Kyle Rudolph. Will he or won't he be traded? To be interesting to see what what happens there. But you know, generally, tight ends don't pop uh, year one. Obviously, Evan Ingram is the most recent exception, but uh, yeah, just forwards. But covered tight ends there. Um, before we move on, and hey, talking of tight ends, we'll see. It, it, time to see how much one of uh, Simon has from the collapsing pocket uh, has in third down, which is the quiz. The full ten questions. Third down. Yes, third down time here on the Full Ten Yards podcast, and we welcome back Simon from the Collapsing Pocket podcast. Simon, welcome back in. Thanks for having me, Tim. Uh, yep, yeah, so like I say, uh, we're whittling our way through the eight people uh, who got AR of 10 last time to see if we can crown a winner. And uh, Adam, who was first up, Adam Wolford, our resident tipster expert, is still top of the leaderboard. So, uh, seven questions out of 10 in 1 minute 42. Simon, how do you, how do you think you're going to fare this time around? Have you been swatting out? Intimidating time, that one, mate. Um, I just must make sure I get eight, won't I? <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is it. No, this is it. Um, yep, so we're going we're gonna to dive right in, into it because I have the questions. I have my stopwatch at the ready. Uh, are you ready? Ready. Okay, we shall start in three, two, one. Question one, which stadium do the Los Angeles Rams play their home games? Oh, the Rose Bowl. Question two, who is the current head coach of the Seattle Seahawks? Uh, Pete Carroll. What number does uh, uh, Pittsburgh got wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster wear? Good question. Uh, 19. Uh, question four. Which player did the Washington Redskins take with their second first-round pick in this year's draft? Uh, Montez Sweat. Question five. How many yards does an illegal formation penalty on the offence incur? Five yards. Question six. Name any quarterback, uh, any team that quarterback Vince Young has played for in the NFL. Tennessee Titans. Question seven. Name any current NFL franchise that has yet to appear in a Super Bowl. Oh, good question. You got me. To appear in a Super Bowl? Yep. 
Uh, Houston Texans. Uh, question eight. Which player has the, uh, the most combined receiving and rushing touchdowns for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2018? Uh, Joe Mixon. Question nine. Which team in the AFC North has a bird in its logo? Baltimore Ravens. And uh, question ten. Within five, how many career touchdowns does Jason Witten currently have? Wow, that's going to be... God knows, maybe 150. Okay, stop the clock. How do you think you did? Uh, I've got no idea, mate. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, I can tell you, Simon, that uh, you're finished in 1 minute 31. So that that oh, well. does, it, uh, does it quite nicely. So you're 10 seconds underneath, uh, and underneath Adam there. But we shall see how you did question-wise. So question one, which stadium do the Los Angeles Rams play their home games? You went for the Rose Bowl. I've got the LA Coliseum here, so unfortunately it can't give you that one. Uh, question two, uh, Seattle Seahawks head coach, got of course, Pete Carroll. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is number 19, uh, wide receiver there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Wontez Sweat, obviously the Washington Redskins traded back into the first round there to go and get him, so that was correct as well. Uh, five yards for an illegal formation penalty is also correct, so well done on that one. Not, not one that many people were too familiar with, so but well done on that one. Uh, Vince Young, quarterback, of course Tennessee Titans he was most famous for, but you could also had Cleveland Browns, Green Bay Packers, the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not sure if he played for all of those, but he was certainly uh, under contract there for at least one day, so that's good enough for me. Um, name any current front NFL franchise to yet appear in the Super Bowl. Houston Texans were correct. They were one of four. Do you want to have a crack at the other three? Uh, I have not had to think about it. Uh, <laughs> I just went for an expansion team <laughs> that I knew I hadn't made it, to be honest. No, yeah. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh, okay, Cleveland Browns. Jaguars. Yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars were another one. And Detroit Lions, yeah. funnily enough. That was a surprising one for me, but uh, yeah. The Jacksonville of Houston, I think, were the two most recent franchise franchises, weren't they? So, yeah, good, uh, good, good logic there to go with an expansion team. So, yeah. Um, Joe Mixon was correct for combined receiving and rushing touchdowns. It was quite close, but Joe Mixon uh, just edging it. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, AFC North, of course, the the birds there. Well, well done. And Jason Witten unfortunately doesn't have uh, whatever number you said. He only has sixty eight uh, touchdowns, which I think is a is a Cowboys record. But uh, yeah, not not oh, quite. Well. not quite the heady heights of uh, Tony Gonzalez and, and all the rest of them there. But uh, not a bad effort. But I can say you are top of the leaderboard, eight out of ten. So very very well done on that. Brilliant. Yeah. Well chuffed. New leader. So not many not many more to get through. So. Uh, by load a big chance there to, to to be crowned the winner and 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 win a prize. I think it's I think we said it was a, a podcast T-shirt, so that might be on your way soon. But I think we've got a couple more to get through. But Simon, at the moment, you must be chuffed, top of the leaderboard. I'm very chuffed. There's a it's a, it's a steam competition. There's a lot of people out there who know <laughs> what they're talking about. So. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And say so when I first when I first come up with the idea of doing a quiz, I didn't think it would be. Uh, so much, so 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 highly regarded. Uh, so it's good, but so uh, yeah, top of the leaderboard, uh, Simon. Just before we go, do you want to maybe talk about your podcast and how they can get you on the social media? Of course, yeah, it's the Claps in Pocket podcast. We've been going for a couple of years now. Um, if you like your uh, football with a lot of beer and a lot of swearing, uh, listen to us. You'll find us on Twitter at Pocket Crumble. You'll find us on iTunes, Stitcher, the usual places, really everywhere, including Spotify. Um, yeah, just give it a go. Download it, see what you think. No episode this week, but we're back on next week. We're going through um, our version of State of the Franchise at the moment, so enjoy that. Yeah, love stuff. We enjoyed we enjoyed doing that over here over at Full Ten Yards. But Simon, yep, yeah, very well done. Congratulations, and let's see. We'll see over the next couple of weeks if you can if you can stick it out at the top there. Thanks very much, mate. Fourth down.
There we have it. New leader atop of the full 10 questions leaderboard. Well done to Simon. We'll be back again next week to see if that can be better. That's going to be a hard one to better. You need to probably get 9 out of 10 there to, to top the leaderboard. But a couple of people left to go through. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for fourth down. And it's, it's the big news. The big news, ladies and gentlemen, is we are going to dominate the world. We're going to dominate the UK. We're going to dominate the universe. Uh, what we're going to do uh, is we, we're going to expand our full 10 yards uh, into into five sections. So we're going to bring, bring loads of different content, loads of different brands uh, in under the full 10 yards umbrella. We're going to have a full 10 yards NFL uh, full 10 yards fantasy uh, Britball college and betting as well and I'd say I, I'm looking after the NFL sides uh, Rob you're, you're you've been charged with the fantasy sides Lee you obviously you are the uh, college aficionado uh, Britball uh, is our Thomas Robery who uh, you, you'll hear very shortly indeed is going to cover that and betting of course our resident tipster expert uh, Adam Walford over at Touchdown Tips is going to be in charge of that as well so over the summer uh, and over the next couple of weeks as well we're going to be bringing you loads of different articles loads of different uh, branches uh, of content as well everything from you know live streams and uh, periscopes and and twitch and all the rest of it um, it's actually quite scary uh, Rob and Lee how how illiterate I've become on on social media and just generally <laughs> technolo technology uh, technology in general it's awful because you're getting old, yeah, we'll get you through it. Yeah, you can, you can do it. I'm getting, I just got, I'm sipping my pipe here in my slippers, uh, and I, I, <laughs> I don't even know how to set up email forward, forwarding on on uh, WordPress. It's awful. Um, but yeah, really, really, I'm, I'm really excited about the brand. You know, we, we, we are going to, you know, we've got a good team in front of us now. We, we're gonna set our stall out. You know, um, bring your podcasts, bring your articles every day. You know, good content, engagement with with all you listeners out there as well. We we need your help as well. I need you to share the love, retweet, retweet us, share us because we're we're going to be coming through your eyeballs and through your ear holes as well. That, I might have to uh, copyright that. That sounded good. I like that. Um, but Rob, maybe Rob, do you, before we uh, before we play out, obviously the rest of the teams, uh, we've got some audio clips introducing you to the rest of the team. But Rob, just maybe want to give a taste of of what's coming from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah, well, uh, as you might know, some of you listeners know me already. Um, I was uh, I founded the Across the Fantasy Pond uh, three years ago. Um, I've got some fantastic writers over there, and we're moving everyone over to the full ten yards. I'm buying into to this guy Tim because uh, <laughs> you know, he he's uh, yeah he changed me up and told me I had to. No, um, it's a good bunch of lads here. Um, Lee, Tim, uh, Adam, and, and Tom. It, it, it's, it's a privilege to come and work with you guys, and I felt it was the right move to move uh, all, all of our writers from across the Fantasy Pond over to the full ten yards uh, to, to merge. And like you said, we're going to take over the world. Uh, we want to be the number one place for every NFL UK fan to go to. We want to be the go-to place, uh, and, and the fantasy definitely. Fantasy football is taking off. Uh, you know, NFL every year gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and, and with that in tow comes fantasy football so we want to make the full 10 yards the go-to place for fantasy football there's going to be rankings there's going to be weekly articles there's going to be uh, off, off the season articles left right and center who you should draft who you shouldn't draft uh, articles for beginners uh, it's going to be everything is there for, for anyone at any level to, to come and have a look and to, to get into fantasy football yeah absolutely and obviously lee that all starts with the college game as well so and obviously you're, you're in charge of that maybe uh uh, the guys, the listeners, and say all the readers of, of of our articles on the website obviously get have had a flavour recently of, of what's uh, what what that's been all about. Um, some good content out there, and say more of the same going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, um, this merger just come at a bad time for sort of my branch of the branch of the <laughs> company kind of thing. Yeah, but no, it means we 
I mean, you know, everyone thinks the draft in the college football season is just about the draft, but obviously we'll, you know, once August rolls around, the college season starts again. And before that, you know, we'll be we'll be doing some uh, reviews, some looking into players and things like that. And, you know, the college season's an all-round thing as well. It's an all-year-round business. So, yeah, I mean, we might be quiet for a couple of months, but, uh, yeah, come August time and probably like July, we'll be, we'll be firing up and, like you say, banging out loads of content. Uh, and yeah, we've got some exciting things. Obviously, next draft season, we've got a lot of time to prepare for that. So next draft season, will be really exciting, even more so than usual. Yeah, absolutely. And so if you if you like your your NFL or your fantasy football or your Brit ball or your college or your betting, uh, we we will be the place for you. And if you don't like any of those things, I'm not actually quite sure why you're listening to the podcast. Uh, but we, we we appreciate you all the same. Uh, very much welcome you to to have you on board. We'd love love having uh, listeners. But yeah, please please share us. Say our, our aspirations are are you know sky high. Uh, I think was it reach for the stars because even if you miss you still get the sky so I thought that was the that's yeah, quite fitting I'm not going to put that on a t-shirt because it's too cheesy um, but I thought I would say very shortly indeed you'll, you'll hear loads of uh, audio clips of all the team uh, all the writers uh, as well what they're going to be bringing who they are just to give you a bit of that connection as well with, with the guys that you're going to be reading content or listening content from over the, the coming months and probably years um, but that, just before we sign off Rich just want to say uh, also thank you for, for joining us today taking us through the uh, fantasy implications of the draft uh, loved having you on uh, and no doubt we'll, we'll have you back on in the in the in the future yeah uh, yeah no worries I'm always happy to to come on chat fan yeah, chat football chat fan chat chat no fan yeah fan. yeah no fan no fan hashtag team fan fan fantasy football um yeah, we, yeah so we've got three minutes before my uh my meeting gets kicked off so uh, that's probably good enough time to say uh, that we've got our, a new competition uh, where you can win a pittsburgh terrible towel uh, and Amer- an american football wash bag but uh, you know go hand in hand doesn't it like toothbrush and toothpaste um, to keep the uh, toiletries theme going there. But yeah, in order to, to win that, we'll, we'll post a tweet out uh, tomorrow or you know, a bit later on in the week. Basically, just sign up sign up to our Telegram service. Uh, you can find that, I'll say, on our tweets or on our Twitter uh, at Full 10 Yards in the profile description there. It's just a Telegram uh, and find us full, te- uh, full 10 Yards as well. So we'll, we'll tweet that out. All you have to do, literally, is retweet the, the, the competition tweet and be a subscriber to the Telegram service. And then we'll pick a winner at random. Uh, and you say you'll win a Pittsburgh Terrible Towel. Uh, very much sort sought after a bit of merchandise Rob uh, is it yeah hey, yeah he is. is. <laughs> actually no I want one I've got an Oakland one a black one I, w- I want a Pittsburgh one as well so I might even enter it can I enter it is that right? um no <laughs> uh, <laughs> um Lee, Lee where do you stand on the Pittsburgh terrible towel yay or nay well it's not a huge Pittsburgh fan but it is an iconic piece yeah. you know piece of NFL history so yeah it's definitely yeah. something to be worthy of winning if even if you're not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan yeah if, if you're not a Steelers fan maybe just sell it on eBay or something I don't know maybe <laughs> so maybe someone from Pittsburgh send it, send it to Rob Grimwood uh, 55 <laughs> <laughs> hole 18 <laughs> yeah, would go, of course. Come and visit me. The eighteenth hole. Um, okay, that's good. We, let's get out of here. We've, we've gone over an hour, so uh, good, 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 good chat on there. But yeah, Rob, thank you, uh, Rich. Thank you. Well, thank you, Rob, as well. But uh, Rich, thanks yeah, for. Right. <laughs> well, at least I haven't called you Ron this week. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rich, thank you, thank you for joining us uh, this week. Again, we'll, we'll speak to you no doubt in the future. Uh, and that's going to do it for all of us today here at the Full Ten Yards podcast. We say we'll round off with uh, all the audio files introducing our new team. We'll, we'll speak to you all next week, where we'll be talking about power rankings and uh, you know the NFL and obviously F- the off season is in full swing. I've absolutely butchered that ending, <laughs> so I'm going to go by. I'm going to go and have a lie down. But uh, in the meantime, we'll speak to you next week. It's goodbye from Rob. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Lee. Yeah, see you on the other side, everyone. Uh, Rich, you want to say bye as well? See you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's goodbye from me, too. Hey, guys, I'm Thomas. I'll be heading up the Britball coverage for full 10 yards going forwards. I'll be bringing you BAFA game previews, reviews, and power rankings, as well as pitching in with the occasional NFL article. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, but I also support my local American football team, which is the Shropshire Revolution. Um, thanks for making me part of the team. I look forward to contributing going forwards. And, you know, go Browns. Hi all, my name's Andy from uh, Birmingham in the UK. Um, massive Dolphins fan, um, massive FSU fan. And I'll be writing on all things um, fantasy football and some college hopefully this year. Um, things I'm looking forward to most this season, seeing how Josh Rosen develops in Miami. Super excited for that. And also looking to see how uh, Bruce Arians does in Tampa. Hopefully gets the best out of Jameis Winston. Hey guys, what's up? It's Jamie here. You guys can call me Z. I'll be joining the full 10 yards family for some fantasy football content. Looking forward to it. Of course, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'm all about Zeke the Freak and Dak Prescott. So look out for those hot takes and I look forward to joining you guys. Thanks again for having me. Hello, my name's Lawrence Voss. I'm in the fantasy group. Thanks, Rob. I've been an American football fan since 1985, so that's probably before a lot of you guys were born. I've worked for the London Olympians, and I'm a self-confessed fantasy football addict with around 50 teams that I have a year. I also run leagues with 55-man rosters in it, and I'm a Redskins fan for my sins. And yes, I do remember the two times we did win Super Bowls, but it's been pretty lean since. Can't wait to get started um, with this group, and I look forward and wish best of luck to everyone who's involved. Cheers. Hi guys, it's Adil, but everyone calls me Dilly. I'm very glad to be joining the Full 10 Yards family as part of the fantasy team. Just like my colleague Rob, I am a big Colts fan, so I'm all about capturing Andrew Luck, and I'm... Definitely in love with the uh, pancake monster that is Quentin Nelson. I'm very much looking forward to uh, preparing all of you guys for the new fantasy draft next season and uh, hopefully win you all some titles. The great words of Kevin Cadle, it's a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye. listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com